Welcome to the Fuse Show, a podcast brought to you by Orion Advisor Solutions with your hosts, George Figuera, and me, Ryan Donovan. Today's guests are Raj Udeshi and Praveen Ganta, the bootstrapping co-founders of Hidden Levers. Over the last 11 years or so, they've built a really versatile engine that runs under the hood of solutions for portfolio stress testing, risk analysis, business intelligence, and more. We're excited to have Raj and Praveen on the show today because Orion recently acquired Hidden Levers to help our mission of improving every stage of the advisor-client journey in a cohesive, tech-driven experience. Well, hey, Ryan, before we get to Raj and Praveen, let's talk about some of the big news coming from Orion since our last show. There's uh, actually quite a bit here to highlight. Um, The whole team at Hidden Levers is joining Orion. And we're honestly a little giddy uh, at the analytics and BI firepower that this will add to our platform in a number of different areas. Um, Really excited to see what comes out of this. A couple of the highlights is, you know, Hidden Levers was one of the first risk analytics platforms to the market. And their stress testing solution puts investment portfolios through a ringer of what-if scenarios. And as you can imagine, this service has taken on a whole new light after COVID-19 and the rest of everything that's happening in 2020, a lot of scenarios uh, that their advisors can run um, investors' accounts through. A lot of people want to know if their investments are ready for the next big event, uh, whether it's a disaster or more important, even like forward-looking, what, what, how are we going to come out of this? So um, that's going to be exciting to see. And then you know, on our platform, we've really grown into a wealth tech platform that supports every step of the advisor-client journey and really important to connect your prospecting, your planning, the investments achieve scale. And I think the folks at Hidden Levers are going to bring uh, a lot with their engine to strengthen those connections in a lot of exciting new ways. So excited to not only hear from Raj and Praveen, but there's a lot of more cool things to come as we uh, embed them into our technology. I completely agree with everything you said there. Uh, Really excited uh, to bring on the Hidden Levers team. And we've known them as an integration partner for a long time. Uh, Certainly conference buddies, friends of the firm. So it's great that we're all going to be under uh, one umbrella now. Uh, in terms of the platform that you were just talking about, we, of course, Orion has a formidable platform, and it's demonstrated in the T3 survey for 2021, the annual uh, ritual of surveying thousands of advisors by Joel Bruckenstein and Bob Vieras to find out what tech they utilize, what they don't, and what their opinions of the technology that they utilize and what they're thinking about adding. Uh, really, it provides insightful information for advisors. And if it's, it should be no surprise to anybody, Orion continued to gain market share across the categories that we participate in. And that would include the portfolio management, the rebalancing and trading, the financial planning, and also TAMPS. Hidden Levers um, wasn't an Orion company, but Hidden Levers uh, will likely continue to show strength in categories uh, related to risk analytics. So we're really looking forward to adding another category to those that we uh, fall into here at Orion. I think we could probably offer up too, if any of anyone on our listener base is interested in seeing that survey, or, or we, we can certainly um, pass it along and take a look at it. It's free. It's free. Mm-hmm. Last thing we wanted to talk about before we get to to our guests is, and this we're really excited about this relationship as well, as we just recently announced our expanded relationship with BNY Mellon's Pershing. Um, what is cool about this is Pershing has worked with us to bring a lot of quality of life improvements to advisors on our platform who work with Pershing and NetX360. It's great to see them build on our history as integration partners. And this is actually our first integration that hooks into the core tech in a way that offers contextual access back to the Orion platform. Um, you know, I 
uh, Ryan had a chance to actually get a demo of what they've done here. And I think they've done a really great job of just, I mean, almost embedding our entire platform um, into NetX360 so that advisors can have that consolidated experience. So great to see they're moving forward. I know we have even some more um, integrations planned with them. So what that this will probably be not be the first time that we bring them up on the podcast. So great to see that. Um, and so without further ado, let's bring on this episode's guest, Raj and Praveen. Welcome to the show. This episode we've really been looking for, forward to for a long time. We, we uh, wanted to get you guys on um, the show uh, even prior to the announcement of the acquisition of Hidden Levers. First guest, actually. First guest yes. we recommended to our producer. But unfortunately, it took us this long to get you here. Which is good. It was serendipitous in that, in that regard. So good things come to those who wait. Yes. <laughs> um, but I got to tell you guys, so I've always admired what you've done at Hidden Levers. The first time I ever saw a demo um, and I got done looking at it, I, I looked at the, the person giving it to me and I was like, I was under the assumption that all financial advisors did this um, and didn't realize that it wasn't something that they did, um, specifically some of the stress testing and model capabilities that, that you guys have. So I'd like to just know kind of in your words, what, uh, what do you guys feel Hidden Levers does for advisors? Yeah, what I, what I would say is in a nutshell, Hidden Levers helps advisors to answer client, client questions, questions like, uh, what happens to my accounts? What happens to my portfolio if, uh, you know, this vaccine rollout doesn't go that well? Or, you know, this coronavirus situation, the pandemic gets worse. Or what happens if, uh, to my portfolio if actually uh, the world is booming again, but that means inflation and that means higher interest rates. Is my portfolio prepared for that? And so whatever the coming uh, economic scenario, Hidden Levers helps answer those questions and, uh, and puts, uh, helps put clients at ease with uh, you know, the, the, that their advisor has the right strategy for the situation. A lot of times, you know, in terms of the portfolio risk and all the analytics that was involved was a back office process at uh, a private bank or wirehouse. And so taking that taking that process and making it client facing and accessible for the non-quantitative person, almost a visual experience uh, using a technology layer and modern interfaces. That's what we've been able to do. Uh, we always say if we ever get the Nobel prize in economics, it, it won't be for the, the risk model. That's tried and true since the eighties and, and uh, Bridgewater um, in, introduced it in the hedge fund world, but where we'd get the Nobel prize is for uh, democratizing that kind of stress testing and even what the Fed's doing at, at the uh, bank stress testing, bringing that to uh, those kind of thematic upside and downside conversations to smaller portfolios and making it accessible to, to the non-quant, you know, not just caught up in jargon and uh, things like volatility and standard deviation, but really having it connect using pictures, using verbiage, and uh, you know colors, uh, so almost a Sesame Street meets Wall Street interface. Yeah, I would, uh, Donnie. I I would definitely be known as a non-quant. Me too. I, I guess you know that I appreciate you guys taking us through that. You know, one thing is the the stress testing, which I think you guys are well known for. It doesn't get as much press as risk tolerance, which is viewed as a sexy piece of fintech. Uh, but stress testing may be more impactful on client outcomes. Uh, can you give us a glimpse of your philosophy around why the two go hand in hand? Absolutely. Well, when you think about it, risk tolerance is at most half the equation, uh, because if you successfully measure 
a client's risk tolerance. Okay, you know how much risk they can take, but what about how much risk is embedded in their portfolio? And, and we see technologies that try to boil that down in a very simplistic way. Uh, what stress testing enables advisors to do is to really see the nuance in the risk right down to the individual securities in the accounts and and across a wide range. In, in our case, you know, it could be hundreds of different scenarios. And then finally, not just downside, not just negative scenarios, but also uh, positive potential outcomes. So really look at the good, the bad, and the ugly in the future, because we're not here to predict the future. We're here to look across that range and uh, and help advisors and clients prepare and really get that alignment that they need uh, based on a more detailed look, not just a simplistic approach. If, if you think about it, um, you know, risk tolerance is more a benchmark, right? But what is going to pierce that benchmark? And so for us, uh, talking about the macro story uh, and what, what, what are the upside and downside conversations to have, right? And as, you, as an advisor creates a narrative, why their model's good, why the, uh, why the client might go with them, you know, what upside futures are there? Uh, that, when we took, consider risk, it's really about ma- the macro conversation. And there's an art to that. Um, if, you know, when you talk about risk as just a negative Nelly and some sort of doomsday thing that's going to happen. That's really not where we want to be. We've seen some of the Johnny come lately risks, risk tech shops only uh, address the downside. And, you know, for a fiduciary standpoint, um, one of the best, if you're keeping the best interest of your client uh, as your, your North Star, then guess what? You've got to be positive because where was all that negativity? Where would it have gotten you in um in, in 2020 in the pandemic, you know, just just measuring max drawdown and all that, you know, being kind of balanced between the upside and downside would have really uh, helped kind of prevent panic selling. It would have really given more assurance, which is what advisors, uh, that's why they're coming to the advisors. Right. You know, I would add one more uh, point to that, which is that a more sophisticated model, the type that Hidden Levers uses, it actually adjusts uh, day by day as the markets are changing. So to use the specific example uh, you know, of 2020, as the market was coming down rapidly, what our, scenario, what our scenario model does is it actually looks at, well, how much risk remains? So when you get down into those lows last March and many clients are panicking then, and even advisors, and they're beginning to sell, uh, what, what our stress test model uh, is capable of doing is telling folks, well, really the incremental downside isn't as bad as you think anymore because we're already down 30%. Don't sell now. So that's very much baked in to, uh, to our model and it enables a, a better risk reward conversation because you've already, you're, the model is understanding that, oh, a lot of the risk, well, it already happened. Let's look forward uh, you know, with that in mind. Those visualizations are so important, Praveen, where you're showing how priced in something is, how baked into the cake the scenario is you know, the, the diluted impact uh, at their worst moment of, of internal crisis. And then on the, you know, for the parts of the portfolio that have been put in place usually to mitigate that damage, the boring stuff, you know, the fixed income that doesn't get as much headlines as uh, Tesla or whatever uh, Kathy Wood's doing, right? Those boring fixed income pieces that have a nice yield or uh, uh, it's going to keep producing that yield. Those are mitigating that damage. And so showcasing that and giving that the uh, equal amount of, of sexiness it deserves, 
that's something hidden levers can bring home for advisors and clients. To those points too, we're starting to see we're starting to see a shift, or kind of maybe like the the muddying of the waters, for lack of a better description, between the different components of an advisor's tech stack. So, like we're seeing this huge shift in uh, financial planning and behavioral insights, and I know that's the vision here at Orion from an executive level or just from a um, strategy level that we want to try to bring all of that into that client or that prospect to client to advisor managing the assets journey. So how do you kind of see risk analytics in uh, what do you, how do you see that role, the risk analytics role in that process? I'd say that 2020 from everything we've read, you know, in, in terms of surveys, financial planning in 2020 kind of fell like a dud. You know, you could, the, the kind of inability of goal planning to speak to anything that was happening in 2020, the people did not care about their goal and their boat or whatever education they were funding. They're like talking about risk and one number or just a showcasing uh, risk alignment that also fell on, you know, it just felt like advisors weren't listening if they were using that. And so much so that you had, um, I think a, a record number of advisors just putting down financial planning and not even using the tools they had because it didn't address the pandemic in the least. Both, of course, the downside impact and the, the kind of bungee jump rebound we had, um, that recovery, right? So to, to look at that, in terms of what Hidden Levers is able to do with stress testing, you know, of course, uh, on the initial conversation, you might stress test someone's assets the same way the Fed does for big banks, right? That's where the idea came from, a thematic upside downside conversation around what's in the portfolio but but then there's also the future what if that event let's say it's inflation doesn't happen today uh or you know the, the, the kind of interest rate rebound what if that happens later in the future and what does that look like so not just stress testing assets but also cash flows uh, and then in the case of a, a bi framework right you you can stress test cash flows of a whole advisory or a whole bank and then you know, see which parts are um, have beta to the market and not that, that revenue. So it started to go from a chief risk officer uh, type tool or a client facing uh, marketing capacity all the way up to the exec level on um, in terms of you know the real financial planning, financial planning for even for a company and and their cash flows. So that's that's where Hidden Levers woke up from its early roots as a client experience around risk. And kind of a full investment process up into uh, the exec office, you know, the C-suite using it to uh, do more advisor oversight or um, kind of asset manager optimization to take advantage of upsides, uh, upside projections. Well, and Raj, I wanted to add to that in terms of financial planning and some of the perhaps the the areas of you know that need need work or need improvement within the traditional financial planning pro, uh, process. Well, we bring that, you know, in terms of speaking about 2020 and those risks that went that would go unaddressed by traditional financial planning software. That's going to be an area of emphasis, I think, between our tools going forward, working with, you know, the Orion stack and Orion financial planning, being able to bring what we call the scenario bombs. Now, most financial planning tools do, again, have a simplistic view of what's your worry or worst, you know, kind of worst markets in the past. And, you know, they'll have some kinds of, uh, you know, risk and what they call stress tests. But really, again, bringing that, bringing that in with more detail where uh, with hidden levers, 
And this is what we see coming, bringing this to Orion, where you can literally drag and drop our thematic scenarios right onto the future timeline for a client. You know, Praveen, what you said there is important, especially because it's a future timeline. Like, who gives a, a darn about the tequila crisis that I see on a Black Rock Aladdin? Who cares about the financial crisis that everybody over-concentrates on? That's 11 years ago, and it's not the max drawdown that I want to concentrate on. I want to, first of all, yeah, it's if you're really simple, if you want to keep it plain vanilla, I get it, a 10% correction. You don't need hidden levers for that. Just take 10% of SPY, okay, and apply it to all equities. If you want to be that broad brushstrokes person that gives two seconds to risk, go for it. Any bank teller can do that. Is that a financial professional? You know, talking about the future in a, in a way that is um, humble, right, but authoritative involves talking about yield shock right now. You know, where are you going to see that? Are you going to see that on Bloomberg or FactSet? No, you're going to see it in hidden levers, right? Because our econ shop that kind of poses almost a Netflix of risk analysis, uh, right? Every day they're working to produce top shelf content on the good, bad, and ugly versions of, of what's in the zeitgeist at this minute, right? So I said yield shock. What about the Fed and Treasury merger, right? You're seeing Powell and Yellen up there together. They don't care what... Uh, Congress does. They don't care what the executive does even. They, they can work hand in hand to you know, get some interesting GDP moves actually happening as opposed to the liquidity trap, right? Where are you going to see that kind of nuance? Um, you know, and so for, for Praveen and I, we, those were our daily conversations um, kind of as you know, armchair analysts back in maybe 10, 15 years ago as, as Wall Street veterans. So now turning that into uh, a proper instead of just an econ research shop, uh, turning it into actionable analysis that actually turns into risk analytics. So, you know, it, it comes from a very sound place, but making it accessible for, for that financial planner that now it, it's really not about goals, but they need to speak to forward-looking scenarios. What's going to happen with energy? Is, is the EV revolution really a thing or are people just going to stop buying cars altogether? So those kind of upside, downside theme thematic conversations, giving that in a database way. And, um, you know, we're passionate about it. And that's why we're still doing it 11 years later. But well, I guess what I was going to get at there is the majority of your clients, I assume, are using the scenarios, the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, but you do have the ability for someone to go deeper and to really pull on the levers that are you know, going to drive the factors of the scenarios. H how many of your clients actually get under the hood and, and look into that level of data? Well, that's, that's a great question. One of the value-add features is being able to do that real time. So right in front of a client, you can start with a scenario that we've built out, but you want to tweak the assumptions a little bit. And that's what we tend to see advisory firms do. It's very easy to do where you can, you know, drag the S&P down a little further or raise yields, you know, raise the 10-year treasury a little bit. Maybe your assumption, we literally, it, an early area of strength for us in our business, no kidding, was in Texas. And why was it in Texas? Because they saw that, oh, here's a risk system that can actually, um, actually look at relationships with commodities, with oil prices and natural gas, uh, and even go deeper than that. And so we saw advisors, uh, you know, coming forward to use that. But being able to drag all of those different uh, economic levers, it could be retail sales, um, it could be commercial real estate. So whatever area 
your clients have that exposure, whatever their business is, you can stress test not just the S and P, but the get more precise around around that. You gotta you gotta understand where Hidden Lever started. What we thought was, you know, we all our tagline was instead of the Bloomberg bazooka, use the Hidden Lever's handgun. And so we've been PM centric since the beginning. You know, multi currency support, options support, security specific risk profiles. And the notion of a portfolio, of a client, of a household, of an investment proposal, that's the stuff that we learned over the past decade. You know, having these broad brushstrokes around security level risk analysis, right? Um, and then bringing it to this audience, the journey has been incredible for us to learn the, the workflows of the advisor and the vehicles they need this in. You know, if we were just a risk tool that gave you risk analytics about a security level, uh, then we... I don't know if we'd have survived, but, you know, where we really thrived is turning all that into client experience, right? Where, um, let's say, maybe um, a rep is PM kind of uh, a person, you know, IBDs tend not to use us. Um, they, uh, a lot of their holdings sometimes don't look the best. And so it, it, it depends, you know, we're not a big commercial for them. But the rep is PM, you know, if you've got an investment committee, if you're making models, if you're vetting models a good bit, if, you're, if you've got that kind of biz, then, um, you know, they find a lot of fruit in pulling, uh, you know, just exposing S&P beta, beta to the 10-year treasuries. Uh, and they can, as they're more sophisticated, hidden levers, uh, you know, keeps pace with them. Uh, they can unpack the secondary levers and, you know, kind of a gra graphic equalizer of the economy can be as nuanced as they want or as uh, as simple, you know, just visualizing S&P beta. That how, you know, why why wasn't that done before? And explaining the, the kind of market weighting of a, whether it's a stock or, or um, a mutual fund or ETF, just those simple things. And, and even showcasing how total return works versus just a capital appreciation. So, so for us, the journey has been amazing in turning all the things we take for granted as financial professionals, showing that into, uh, turning that into kind of client facing building blocks. You know, what if Fisher Price talked about total return? How would they build a visualization of that? And it's been, it's been really magic in a, in a place where I think there's not, we don't have that much company, you know, really try, there's tons of um, macro funds out there. I remember Praveen used to joke. It's like, it's a very self-selecting crew that works at Hidden Levers because that, that, that high-end macro trader um, is one end of the spectrum. But they don't care about UX. And then, you know, Silicon Valley is full of all these brats that have amazing UX stories, right? No shortage of amazing apps, but they don't know jack about the, the inner workings of the, of the markets or the macro. So, you know, where are we... Where we meet is that, and that's made that's made Hidden Levers um, enormously successful as a bootstrapper. Speaking of that journey, guys, what do you kind of feel is next for for uh, for Hidden Levers, or, or just technology in general in the near term for advisors? Well, I think that uh, what we're going to see over the next year is going to be really exciting. You know, joining forces with Orion, uh, we're going to be able to bring. You know, today we have a Hidden Levers client workflow. It brings a lot of pieces uh, into place, but working with Orion, we'll be able to go from you know that initial step of risk tolerance with the prospect onto the portfolio stress testing, which is core to what we do in terms of analyzing in real detail uh, where the risks lie, you know, for that client with their existing holdings. Then moving 
you know, into uh, leveraging, you know, what Orion brings to the table with OPS and with Brinker and a lot of the strategies that are available so that a, an advisor can interactively select using uh, what we call our model blender. They can blend together communities models or blend together strategies from uh, OPS Brinker and build a client recommendation while on the fly seeing uh, how it responds to uh, the various stress test risks or any of the other kind of risk statistics or return statistics that they want to uh, to use as metrics. So doing that interactively so that they can uh, go through that process as one workflow with the end goal being uh, you know, what we feel is the industry leading proposal that they can take to that client to win that business. Yeah, the fact that we, you know, where we really stepped up from being kind of a garage band tech company to to coming into prime time was when we started serving the focus financial audience. And that gave us, instead of 100 beta testers on the advisor platform kind of shaping and molding it over the years, we had one um, kind of giant organization with a ton of needs on um, wealth management BI that became our ant farm for dev, right? Uh, because we listen, we iterate quickly, we're able to create, uh, you know, kind of, we're really disrupting Tableau at that level, not even um, not even anything in the T3 audience, right? So it's th those needs kind of combining with a, a wealth management expertise on BI. So akin to that, um, to have now Orion Portfolio Solutions, which is only going to grow, right, with the Brinker acquisition, I'm sure... Um, they've got their eyes on the prize um, in, in, the, in the managed strategies world. So as that happens, we have a hungry audience for um, the, the kind of, um, I would say, the, the, a market leading TAMP, you know, that, that kind of silver bullet TAMP layer that is really giving the advisor a product shelf that is more like a wine tasting as opposed to a wine warehouse. You know, and really getting them what they need in a seamless way and then getting to proposals with financial planning and risk, kind of a, a, a cohesive process in one solution as opposed to, um, you know, a, a good breakaway, having to hack together a stack that is kind of integrated, kind of not. And, you know, now having that and combining it with the asset management piece, I think we're really excited about how that's going to go over the next year. When when I saw a demonstration recently, you know, the first thing I thought of was Astro, our direct indexing tool and creating a custom SMA based essentially on the scenario analysis that Hidden Levers is putting together. And I really felt like, you know, designing a proposal, uh, looking at, you know, the, the proper asset allocation or proposed asset allocation, and then taking that to all investable U.S. securities and, and using, you know, Astro to build that custom SMA was really, you know, a powerful way that we could put these things together. So I know there's a lot that we can look at. Yeah, especially showcasing the visuals on that, you know, especially with Astro and the whole index uh, replication, uh, you know, cost optimization showcasing that as a visual to really, you know, set off, get that aha moment from, from the client. That's what we're going for. And if, if I'm a fiduciary, you know, out there listening, that is who we're catering to. And the combination of these firms means that more fiduciary oriented tech is what's going to be made. Um, you know, things that have those sensibilities in mind and, you know, we see we see the both our 
Hidden Levers and and um, Orion, they're they're both serious cheerleaders for the RIA to win it all. And and to me, the fact that these shops came to, are coming together means that the future is going to be full of tech excellence to to help that ascendancy come to fruition. I couldn't agree more. Well, I guess you know. The longer term, I know you guys are, um, you know, have a, a lot of plans ahead of you with the integrated offering. But just generally looking at the industry, um, you know, the institutionalization of the industry and, and how you see it changing over time. What are your thoughts on what this industry will look like in the next five, 10 years from where it's come over the last decade you've been working within it? Well, we, we see even with the Orion Brinker purchase and what's going on out there in the marketplace, that there is a blurring of the line between wealth and asset management and the also consolidation, right? The, the consolidation on the RIA side is mirrored by consolidation in asset management and consolidation in the fintech that serves those, right? We're, we're part of that consolidation story ourselves. So as those needs emerge, as these uh, RIAs become mega RIAs and just uh, public companies, their needs are growing at that exec level, right? And so the the kind of business intelligence stuff we do that is uh, a, well a cut above anything that a Tableau or maybe Microsoft Power BI can muster, right? Why? Because there's there's about a, a decade of wealth management expertise in there. There's risk analysis and portfolio analysis in there. And, and that's just something that those you know, broad-based platforms won't get to ever. So if I, we can turn those into insights, uh, that business intelligence, uh, and you know, we, I can't say we've been anointed as the leader there, but we do have a, a really good head start. And I'd say our kind of commitment to data privacy uh, is something that we wear as a badge, right? Because guess you can't do BI without tons of data. And that means client data, that means advisor specific data. Maybe it means uh, not just holdings, but also um, sensitive data, you know, even IP in the case of models. Uh, and so we, we, Orion is on the same tip on protecting that data and making sure advisors know that it's theirs. It's not for sale from us, not even in the aggregate form. You know, that's something Eric saw very eye to eye with Praveen and I. Uh, Ryan Beach talked about it at length in terms of their commitment to that. Just don't want to be that kind of company. So, so okay, let's say, what, what does that provide? That provides the bedrock for a BI powerhouse, right? Because, okay, we, these people are making a, a self-prohibition against selling this stuff. I will obviously trust that more. You know, Salesforce does that too, right? They have so much client data, right? Just imagine if they didn't do that. So I think those are those are contemporaneous uh, things. It's, it's kind of a trade-off. I don't sell this data, therefore you trust me with all of it. And so as we have that, I think the, the kind of automation of the insights going from um, you know, spreadsheets and KPI templates to digital versions of those to to um, you know, machine learning uh, the, and kind of generating the insights and executive summaries from that all the way to what, we'll, what we think is a robo CFO, right? For a wealth management or asset management organization. Uh, an optimization layer on the asset management that can basically look across the book and tell you, hey, here's where you can save on costs. 
have similar risk reward characteristics, all that learning that's in the machine, surface that, and then you're talking about serious disruption in asset management. You know, and that, only a fiduciary oriented platform could kind of aim that high. And yeah, it's, I'm just excited talking about it. Yeah, we are as well. And uh, it's been a long time since I've seen you guys. I'm really looking forward to getting to uh, see you guys soon at conferences or at our headquarters. Uh, you guys will love Omaha this time of year. <laughs> uh, we've been to Omaha a few times uh, for the Carson organization and for Orion. It is a it is an excellent place. I will say that I miss a lot of our friends in the industry. You know, technology is um, nothing without the human component. And so the conferences really, it was a place, of course, to um, meet prospective customers, but the current customers that come and say hi, and there's just a, a humanizing of the tech. And I would say that I would say that I miss that the most and looking forward to that as the economy opens up. Yeah. Here, here. I'll tell you what, guys, I could, uh, I could listen to you all day, but um, we'll get yelled at by our producers for doing that. So can't thank you enough both for, uh, for coming on and making time today. And uh, like I, I think I speak for both Ryan and I, we're really looking forward to um, the partnership and what's to come uh, going forward. So thanks again. Okay. Hey, thanks, Ryan, George. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Well, great talking to those guys. Um, but now it's time for my, Favorite part of the show, as everyone knows, Ryan's rants. Uh, Donnie, what, what's what's grinding your gears, bud? Well, so I actually had one teed up for this because uh, somebody had, in their wisdom, decided to give Phil, you know, who I work very closely with in, uh, at the company, an extended absence. Uh, I think he took like six days off, which uh, was a devastating blow to me. Which is about uh, half someone deserves for working with you, but go on. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and, and it got me thinking about, you know, this whole thing and the retaliar- re- retaliation I had hoped. You know, when I when I started, I, I started as an analyst in a, in a banking program. And, you know, you worked 80-hour weeks and you'd get packed up at around 10 p.m., get ready to go home, and the managing director would drop a presentation on your desk and say, you need these edits. And then you'd go home around 2 a.m. and you'd wake up for the 7.30 huddle in the morning. Um, you know, so you'd have to be there for that. And I just always thought, you know, like, it's going to be great someday when I can dish this back to somebody, but there's no <laughs> my retribution. I mean, even something like my wedding, I took like, I took 10 days off to go on my honeymoon and I had to bring this device, which is completely foreign to millennials today. It's called a Blackberry. Mine happened to be blue. So it was called a blueberry. But basically what it was, was a ankle tether so that someone can get you wherever you are with corporate email or phone. It only had one game called Snake, and ultimately it made sure that you were never out of reach. And now uh, we're being told that we need to enforce a culture of work-life balance, and I can't send emails after 6 p.m., George, as you're aware, and I can't send emails on Saturdays or Sundays, Mm -hmm. and, and I can't make someone else stay for dinner in the office, which, by the way, they would buy you dinner, but only because they were legally obligated to when I, in, in that analyst role. But now, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just dealing with a corporate culture, which is entirely too friendly. And I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm missing out on something that so, I plans to have in my career, achieve this level and ruin someone else's life. And then the cycle just continues. Essentially, your rant today is the 2021 version of walking uphill both ways to school each day. It is. It is. Okay. It is. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Got it. Well, 
Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I think there's, uh, I think just because people have those, those, uh, capabilities now to do that, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to. So, uh, if you want to separate yourself from the pack, you're the one that's out there working, right? All, all those hours and, um, doing that. But yeah, yeah. Kids today, <laughs> soft, it's completely soft, right? Working till three, playing Fortnite till 10, waking up at nine. Yeah. Ridiculous. It that's is. a good one. I like that. I'm on your side. Okay. That's a good rant. Well, another successful episode. Thanks, uh, everyone, for listening to The Fuse Show. In each episode, your co-hosts, myself, George Figuera, and Ryan Donovan will share our take on top fintech news. We'll welcome industry leaders and colleagues to share their perspectives and keep you up to date on all that's happening at Orion that will help advisors and their ability to prospect, plan, invest, and achieve. Feel free to share your thoughts on the show with us. Send us any questions you'd like us to cover in future episodes. You can email us at thefuseshow at orion.com. And thanks for listening.